And he just said, I want nothing. I say to the ambassador, his response, I want nothing. I want nothing. I want nothing. I want no quid pro quo. I want no quid pro quo. Tell Zelensky to do the right thing. Tell Zelensky, President Zelensky, to do the right thing. So here's my answer. I want nothing. I want nothing. I want no quid pro quo. Then he says, this is the final word from the President of the United States. I want nothing. Thank you, folks. Have a good time. I'm going to Texas. And there he went, but not before recounting. By the way, welcome to the Sunday pod. Uh, no big guests this week, but welcome inside. Thanks to those who have joined me on the Sunday pod. I'm Alexander Garrett. Uh, keep it real once again. But there he went after dissecting word for word what Ambassador Sondland, who did give $1 million to Trump, President Trump in the uh, campaign, then became an ambassador to Ukraine, but side by side. Sondland, what he tells Schiff, Adam Schiff, and then Trump himself recounting the words. It was very fascinating to watch that happen in real time. Now, people may say, oh, you're too much of a fan if you want to post that. No, I'm actually just showing you the amazing rapidity that Trump has, the amazing speed at which he reacts to these impeachment hearings. And by the way, congratulations to Kevin McCullough, who just got retweeted for his town hall article by the one, the only, real Donald Trump. That's right, President Donald J. Trump retweeting Kevin McCullough, who you can hear uh, weekdays on AM 570, The Mission in New York at 3 p.m. and then 5 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Check out his column, The Unspoken Truth, What Impeachment Exposed About Trump in 2020 at the townhall.com website. So congratulations, Kevin. On that retweet, and that's that side by side that I just played you, which I happened to create this week, taking the video of Sondland in the hearing and Trump uh, about to board Air Force One uh, or Marine One. That helicopter, that that side by side, really defines the whole week, because you see, as they got into questioning all these different witnesses week after week, day after day. It was either I didn't hear anything or I heard it from someone else or yet actually President Trump didn't tell me that. That's what I was thinking. I presumed it, but that's not what he actually told me. So if there's anything that is true is that it feels like this whole hearing thing could have just ended at the opening statements and that would have been evicting, convicting enough. But they let the Republicans, they let the Democrats question. And as the questions happen, the stories of all these different quote-unquote witnesses, dissipated. And I think the most dramatic was Sondland because of the way Trump reacted to it in real time with notes on all that was said in that hearing. Pretty amazing stuff how quickly that went down. So, while Adam Schiff may say things are going to continue with the impeachment inquiry, again, we have other stuff to talk about, right? We've got tons of other things that are worth talking about. As I mentioned the other day, we're going to have more coverage on the WeWork scandal. It's becoming a scandal, so much so that the New York Attorney General is investigating. Then there's a story about how a big coal manufacturer and coal plant in 1966 had written a report saying, yeah, th this could lead to more CO2 levels. 
But uh, I want to take on the professor who found these notes from 1966 because I, I still believe we need the coal industry. We can make it cleaner, but we do need the coal industry because look at the, if anything, for the generational factor. You've got family upon family, father, grandfather, son, all of them trying to carry a tradition that the, predis the one before them set. And so that's partly why mining has been such a big factor in middle America because it's a generational familial occupation. Dangerous, sure. Smoky and dusty, sure. But nonetheless, it, it's, it's worth keeping and worth at least having clean coal because that's still an operation. While coal plants are shutting down because of economics, there are still some thriving, and I think those still should be supported. And uh, maybe my, the guy who found this report would disagree with me. This professor would disagree with me. But I want to jump on today because there was one story I didn't cover, and it hits home because as a person with multiple urological issues, I mean issues, one kidney, a bladder that is sometimes out of whack, this story out of China is the most intriguing thing that I read all week. Do you want to know what I'm talking about? That this doctor did a practice of, of, of literally saving a man's life on a New York bound plane by sucking urine out of an elderly man's blocked bladder to save life. Zhang Hong, who's a doctor, and he was on flight 399 from Guangzhou, China, to New York on November 19th. This doctor, quick thinking, took out a catheter and, for a blocked bladder, sucked the urine out to save the man's life. It was suspected of an enlarged prostate as well, the elderly man. But imagine, what way, it questions everything, doesn't it? What would you do? What lengths would you do to save a person's life? Would you go in there to a man or a woman's bladder if they couldn't do it themselves and take the urine out and have a bloated stomach? If they couldn't do that, they couldn't get it out themselves, would you go that length? Even if you are a doctor, to be that fearless, to be that, Willing to roll up your sleeves? Would you do that? Because see, Dr. Zhang Hong, Zhang Hong is very extraordinary. He's not a doctor that will prescribe you something just for that. He's a doctor that will take action. So kudos to Dr. Hong for doing this procedure on a New York bound plane for 37 minutes. 37 minutes. And it took out, he took out 700 to 800 milliliters, and the man was no longer in life-threatening conditions. Now, this happened because it was six hours away from the destination, New York, and Zhao Zhang Zhang, Zhang Zhang, another doctor, made the device, and Zhang... Hung used his mouth to suck the urine out of the old man after he got permission from his life, uh, from his wife. 
When Zhang was asked, he said the situation was very urgent and there was no other way to save him. He just wanted to instruct the Jurgen out as quick as possible. And he said, it's my instinct to save lives as a doctor. So if you didn't hear about that this week, now you did. And congratulations to everyone involved for a quick-thinking man, a doctor on the flight to the man, the doctor that created this device to get out the urine. I mean, just an overall team effort. And it just, as I said, for someone who has urologic issues, this hit home. Because I've seen my own doctors do whatever they can to make sure I am alive and well and preserving the one kidney that I have. And I wanted to share that today with you because I want to take the chance to extend my appreciation to urologists, to those who deal in urology, that take the time, that write down everything, that are so meticulous with their patient's care that it can extend lives for more than a year or two. It can extend lives for more than 10 years if done properly. You know, I know doctors get a bad rap. Oh, you only see them for seven minutes. But but these doctors on this plane and those that have seen me, and, and I'm sure many of you, know that that's not the case. They're not just seven-minute doctors. They're real-life doctors saving lives. That's why they got into the business to begin with. So kudos to those doctors on the plane. Kudos to those who have been patient with me as I try and get my health off the ground and on my own, in my own hands, so to speak. And kudos to doctors everywhere who do take the time to get to know the patient, to love on the patient, to care for the patient the best they can. Because stories like what we see on this plane this week can continue to happen. It can continue to happen. Good stories, that is. So this Sunday pod, I want you to think. I want you to think. Can, can you ever see yourself doing anything you can to save your spouse, save your family, save your sister, your brother, your cousin, your parent, if you really had to. And if you have had that kind of situation, maybe not as extreme as what happened on this flight, but if you had a situation where you needed to save a life, tell me your story. AlexGeneNYC is my Twitter and Instagram. Direct messages always open. And that's again, AlexG in NYC. And Alex.Garrett21 at Yahoo.com. Alex.G-A-R-R-E-T-T 21 at Yahoo.com. Think about it. What lengths would you go to? Like these doctors went. Like all our doctors can go to at times. To keep us alive and safe and healthy. What lengths would you go to? I'm sure to the other end of the earth and back for those you really love. With that being said, have a beautiful rest of your Sunday. Giants have a tough loss again. This time in Chicago. Jets are on a Three-game win streak. Who'd have thought? Islanders continue their point streak. 17 straight contests. Rangers, a big comfort behind win. College basketball well underway. We'll talk about all of it. But today, congrats again to Kevin McCullough for being retweeted by Donald Trump, President Trump. And congrats to these two doctors for quick thinking and for saving a life with just hours to go on a flight to New York. Think about that. I'm Alexander Garrett. 
Have a beautiful rest of your Sunday. Alec.Garrett21 at Yahoo.com. G-A-R-R-E-T-T -T, 21 at Yahoo.com.